Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk games. And today on the Gaming Gig Podcast, we are revisiting our experience with Gamefly and talking about Google Stadia. Six months ago, we made a podcast where we basically went over Gamefly. We talked about its features. At that time, neither of us had ever used it. We just kind of talked about it to find out if we thought the service was worth it. Well, since then, um, I've been using Gamefly. I basically did that, use that podcast to convince myself to use mm-hmm. the service. Yeah, uh, it was we a very actually, self-servient podcast. We have both been using Gamefly. Um, I've been using it this entire time. I think you used it for just over the summer. Yeah, I used it for a while and, uh, and ended up canceling. Actually, I tried to cancel the first time, and they did like the, the classic thing where they're like, well, uh, we'll give you this for free. And I was like, no, I'm leaving. And they were like, well, fine. We'll give you this for free. And they gave me like a month of like the Mac Daddy subscription. Yeah. And I was like, fine, whatever. And um, I then just canceled it because I, I just, I have too many games in the backlog. I'm, I wasn't using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just like this pressure in my mind to like make sure I didn't keep a game too long. or right. you know, it, yeah. So it just wasn't, it wasn't working out for my current place in this world right but, uh, that doesn't mean I wouldn't use it if I didn't have such a backlog right well I, and my experience was significantly different than yours I've been basically using gamefly as my main way to get games for these past six months mm-hmm. and uh, so I thought today we could look over the service kind of talk about my experience and your experience with what you know what we've had this past six months and what it's been like and is it worth it mm-hmm. you know I've kind of been using this as an experiment. So, um, and it was also kind of a replacement for like those, um, those subscription services for you. Like you canceled your game pass and all that mm-hmm. for us. So. Yep. Canceled game pass and decided I did the to go, same thing, decided to go this way as instead. Um, so what is the experience like, you know, what is it like to use Gamefly? First thing that you should know if you're interested in this is that it is done through the mail, the snail mail. Yes. Done through the U S mail system. And, uh, I'll tell you, it... Uh, postal service. The postal service. That's what it's called. The postal service is a band. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, um, so there is some, like, th- things that happen because it's through the mail. You know, you have to wait on games. It's not like you can get it right that moment. It's not like buying a digital game. You have to wait a couple days mm-hmm. to get it shipped to you. You do. And then uh, you have to ship it back. And yeah. then, so there is some downtime in that. So it is done through the mail. You have to interact with your mailbox. Like, so yeah. keep that in mind. Like, so, you know. That little flag on the side, you got to raise that bad boy. Yeah. And you work with a queue system. So you like, you <clears throat> queue up games that you want to play and they typically send you whatever game is at the top of your queue if they can. If it's mm-hmm. not available, they send you the second one and then they just kind of move down the list. Mm-hmm. I will say that in general, my experience has been that they almost always send you the very first game on the top of your queue. Yeah, I always got the game on the top of my queue. And before you, we move on, I did, you know something I realized during this time with Gamefly? Okay. My mailbox doesn't have a flag on it. It doesn't? I never knew that because I've never used it. Oh, no. What did uh, you do? Did you have to buy a flag? No, I just put it in there, and the next day it was gone, and oh. they just took it anyway. Well. Which is crazy if you think about it, because, like, what if you, like, like, because sometimes I'll forget to check my mail for a day, and it'll go, like, two days, you know? They don't, like, take the mail back out and send it back. No. But when they came back and saw this, like, little game flying envelope, they took it. Like, well, they, it also wasn't addressed to you. 
it was addressed to Gamefly, True. so they would have seen that. But I don't think they take the stuff out of your mailbox every time and like rifle through it to check the address. Anyway, I was impressed yeah. with their like problem solving skills. But they also <laughs> might have like just gotten used to picking up Gamefly envelopes from your mailbox. Right. So when they saw one in mine, they were like, oh, I know what this is. I wondered if that's what it was. Yeah, probably. Anyway, I, I, it worked every time, and I thought that was cool. Yeah. But in general, they almost have always sent you the one that's at the top of your queue. For sure. Now, in the app, they give you kind of an availability of the game. So they tell you if it's high availability, low availability, or it's not available at all. So you can kind of know, like you can expect, if it says high availability, it's pretty much guaranteed that you are going to get the first game on your queue. Mm -hmm. If it says low, you might get it. And if it's not available, you're not going to get it. So you can kind of Hmm. cater your queue to figure that out. So it definitely works pretty well. Yeah. Um, Now, what about day one releases? What about day one releases? Did you uh, you didn't try any day one re- releases with Gamefly, did you? Mm-mm, I did not. I've tried a couple, and uh, in general, there is a thing like they usually send them to you. There is a thing called Game Lock, and uh, with the current subscription I have, I can lock one game at a time, and that's like uh, you know day one releases that you're guaranteed to get it mm-hmm. uh, at least within. Unless the mail screws you over yeah. or something. But they try to get it to you on day one. It's like they're at least guaranteed going to ship you the game. And it seems like they ship it a couple days before it actually releases so that it can get to you by the actual release day. I wonder if anybody's ever gotten a game early because of that. Like, I, I wonder if the mail's ever been like super efficient. And I kind of thought I was going to get a game early one time because they shipped it. Mm-hmm. Like so many days in advance, I was like, "Oh man, I might get this like a day before it actually." That would have been awesome. But no, it came on the release day. Yeah. So I am. I'm sure there. I bet that that has happened. Yeah. You know, say you live close to like where they ship it out right. to, and it's like they ship it out early. I, I bet that. Yeah. The 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 USPS can probably pull that off now. If GameFly was using, oh, I don't know, FedEx, <laughs> that wouldn't happen ever. You wouldn't ever get a game ever. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm yeah. not sour. So I'm going to skip ahead in this outline we have here and move down to would this work as your only method or way to access games? Yeah, it looks like you've broken down some of your statistics here. Yeah. So uh, You sure you want to out yourself like this? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to. (laughs) So in the past six months with Gamefly, this is just my real numbers. I looked today, looked at my rental history, and figured out how many games I did rent through the service of six months of use. And... uh, in that time, I was able to rent 28 games. Rent 28 in six months. Now, uh, that means it's about 4.6 games a month or about one a week. So about one game a week I averaged, mm-hmm. which is about what you kind of would expect. You get a game, you play it, and then you ship it off and you get a new one. I'd say that that's pretty good. I think yeah, I really... Those I think, are not rookie numbers, man. No. And um, I was paying $16 a month for the service, which means that I averaged about... $3.42 per game. That's what it cost me to play these games. Um, now, my costs are actually a bit more than that because you have the option to keep games. Mm-hmm. And out of those 28 games that I rented, I kept four of them. What'd you keep? I kept... Uh, Splatoon, Live Alive, I know. Live Alive, Splatoon 3. Mm. Um, let me think, what else? Oh, Near Automata. Mm-hmm. And then one more. Um, I don't remember what it was, but... I kept, I kept one game. I kept four games, yeah. So in that time, I kept four. So those, and I think that my keep prices, they varied just depending on the game. So I definitely yeah. spent more than that. But if I had just rented and I'd sent all of them back, I would have only spent $3.42 a game, which I think is really good. That's really good. Yeah. 
That's really obviously good. way cheaper than if I purchased 28 games. Definitely. I mean, like, it, a lot of these games were new releases. So, I mean, it would have, this would have been multi hundreds of dollars, you know, that I would have spent. And, you right. Know. And could you do something like this with, like, Game Pass? Yes. But you had access to, like, essentially anything you wanted. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't bound to the library of Game yeah. Pass. I basically had any game, mm-hmm. which is, like, so much better because you're talking about Game Pass. I mean, you has, even got, like, 3DS games. And things oh, yeah, like I've played all kinds of games. 3DS games, PlayStation games, Switch games, mm-hmm. um, Xbox games. Really, I played a lot of Wii U games. Yep. And, uh, you know, I wasn't bound to the Game Pass library. I really... Game Pass has a you know what three hundred something games, yeah. whereas on GameFly there's thousands of games. Right, you know so many more games. So I like I like it better for that reason, you know because I don't have to be like oh if the game's there I can play it. No, I can play whatever game I want through GameFly. Mm-hmm. So would this work as your only method to access games? I say yes, absolutely. In fact, I think it is the best value. I think it's even better value than Game Pass. It does it require more work. Yes. Is it as convenient as Game Pass? No. But if you're willing to work with the mail system and, you know, wait a few days and manage your queue, mm-hmm. it's by far, I think, the best way to game on a budget. And it's not that hard to throw a, throw a game back in. No, and it's, and it's not hard at all. But it is less convenient <clears throat> than just pressing download and getting that instant gratification. It is. You know, you have to plan. You have to think about what games you're playing, what games you have coming up. You got to constantly be organizing your queue. But that's kind of fun if you're nerdy. Yeah, you for know? me, I I liked yeah. it. I'm always getting like sometimes during the day if I just get bored, I'll pull up. <coughs> let Daniel cough. I'll pull up my GameFly app and I'll just organize my queue and think like, what game do I want to play next? Or like, I don't really want to play that one as much anymore. Let me move this one in its place. Mm-hmm. It's fun. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I really liked Game Pass for just those those times when I wasn't sure I'd really like the game. Like Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Oh, you're saying Gamefly? Yeah, sorry, Gamefly. Gamefly. Yeah. I mean, just in short, I mean, I, I know I didn't stick with it, but I really think it's great for that. If it's a game you think you're going to love, maybe just buy it. But, yeah, you know, something something you're on the fence about, it was awesome for that. Yeah. I would say that, like, uh, my overall takeaway from it so far has been that, like, um, if you want to use it and like be a, a power user, you know, I don't think it's the best for uh, people who are going to play games that they know they're going to like mm-hmm. uh, if you are a collector like me. Because if I'm getting a game that I know I'm going to like or I'm pretty dang positive I'm going to like, I don't like getting it through Gamefly because I'm going to end up just wanting to keep it. Mm-hmm. And then I've wasted my like rental period right. and that time on a game that maybe, you know, I wish I'd got a game that I wasn't so sure about. The way if I didn't like it, I could send it back. Yes. You know, or maybe I would find that I did love it. But games that you know you're going to like, uh, I would recommend maybe not using Gamefly for that if you're a collector. Mm-hmm. If you don't care about collecting a game, still Gamefly is awesome for it. Yeah. You know. Yep. Um, but also, another thing I found out is that Gamefly is best for shorter games because... I could agree with that. As you're, you know, because you're on a rental period. So you kind of like want to game the system and get as many games as possible. Right. You can't get that $3.42 a game if they're all 100-hour RPGs. Right. You're just not. Your your cost is going to go way up at that point. I mean, it's, not gonna, it's still going to probably be cheaper than buying the game. But shorter games are like where it's at. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not all games are short, you know, but still, it's right. something to think about. I wouldn't say prioritize short games, but... Maybe prioritize short games. Yeah, I think that's that's a good. I think that's a good piece of advice. Yeah. So, well, so now kind of 
to finish it off here, Daniel, do you think that in the future you will ever use Gamefly again? Or do you think you've tried it and you think it's cool, but it's just not for you? I think if I get through my, my massive backlog, um, we'll see. I don't know. It's hard to say because the whole, the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel for me working through my backlog is because I want to buy a Steam Deck. Yeah. And Gamefly ain't going to help me with a Steam Deck. Nope. So I, I think there could be a, you know, a time in the little more distant future when maybe I do get back to a place where I want to use Gamefly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could definitely see it. I mean, I definitely see the utility in it. Uh, I just have too many games that I can already play right now. Right. You know, if I get to a point where I don't, then yeah. Yeah, and I, was, I will say that has been uh, something that I've struggled with using Gamefly is that I've struggled trying to balance playing games from my backlog and mm-hmm. trying to play games from Gamefly because games in my backlog are just sitting there. Yep. Uh, whereas Gamefly stuff, I actively pay a subscription for it. Right. And it makes me feel like I want to prioritize Gamefly games, mm-hmm. but then I, I leave out my backlog games and it's just like... Well, that was the problem with me. Yeah. It was, it, yeah. It was like, there's always that anxiety in my mind, like, well, I have to be using Gamefly or I'm wasting my money. Yeah. Um, so that's why I had to just pull the plug on it. Right, yeah, and uh, but I think that's, I think that makes sense that you like juggle these subscriptions because if you just pay for all of them all the time, right, you're not getting yeah. your money's worth. No, and uh, so, you know, I found that I haven't played as many games from my backlog as mm-hmm. I would have probably had. Yeah, but that being said, I don't have that many games in my backlog, and I enjoy playing games that, uh, you know, that I'm unsure about. I like using GameFly for that service. To find out, maybe I'll love it or maybe I'll hate it. Either way, you know, it's a good, affordable way to try games that you're just on the fence about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, so I like it for that reason. I think I will certainly continue to use it. I have no plans to cancel it. Well, so. I think that's a great uh, that's a great endorsement for GameFly. So GameFly, send us some money. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you just won the you just won the ability to sponsor a future episode of the Gaming Gig Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and let us know. <laughs> how much you're willing to pay for mm-hmm. us to continue to use this service. And you know who do, who, you know who do sponsor the gaming gig podcast? <laughs> who do? Cana Bridge of Spirits for PS5. Get canaed like never before in Cana Bridge of Spirits. Not a sponsor. I thought you said they do sponsor. Not a sponsor, man. Not a sponsor. No. They, yeah. So. You know that. I know. I know that. I've, trust me, I've not seen any Cana Bridge of Spirits yeah, checks. Yeah, you're behind the scenes, man. <laughs> I wish I had. Don't play the fool. Okay, a big thing happened this week. Well, you're not getting any money from Cana and keeping it from me, are you? No, I promise you. I promise you we don't get any Cana money. Because that would be super awkward if we were both doing that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sorry. Moving on now. Sorry, you guys, that Daniel was trying to distract you. I'm funny. Hilarious. So a, a big thing happened this week in that Google announced that Stadia is shutting down. Wait, what shutting now? Stadia. Google, I know you know what Google Stadia is because we've done a podcast on Google Stadia where we were... Must have been a slow news week. We were... It probably was. <laughs> we were pretty critical about the service. Yeah. We looked at what games were available. We looked at the service, how much it costs for the pro membership, and we were quite critical about it. Yes, we were. And that video that we made talking about it has gone on to be our <laughs> most disliked video that we have ever created. Hmm. I didn't know that statistic. Well, there you go. So it does, all these people out there defend being champions of Google Stadia, huh? Yeah. Really? 
Yeah. Maybe vote with your money and not your dislikes, people. <laughs> yeah. Because so, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, so, I mean, like, there are people who really like the service. We were quite critical on it. And we have, although we have used it. I have used it. We have used yeah. the service. We have been Stadia Pro subscribers. Yes. Um, apparently that didn't matter. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but neither of us kept using the service. No. Nope. If, if I... Uh, if I remember correctly, both of us were Stadia Pro subscribers, but only because they gave us a free subscription for a period of time. Yes. And um, and we both said it worked pretty well. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it worked quite well. Like, yeah. the it, best cloud gaming experience probably that I ever had. Yeah, it worked better than xCloud has yeah. for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Remember that time we tried to stream using xCloud? Oh, my gosh. That I was do. a horrible experience. But I've had some luck with xCloud and then also not. You played, like... Sea of Thieves a lot using xCloud. I did. I played Sea of Thieves. Why was I doing that? But okay. Oh, because I didn't have my Xbox Series X. Yet. That was back when you had an Xbox One and you yeah. was, it was so... And the load times were so bad that I eventually did start using xCloud. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally got my Xbox and got back to no lag, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You couldn't believe how much lag there was with yeah. xCloud. But Stadia really has been a good streaming service in terms of like the quality of cloud streaming you're getting. It's very good. Yeah. But that has not changed the fact that Stadia is shutting down on mm-hmm. January 18th. Yep. It's like not, it's, it's live until January 18th and then it's gone. But what isn't live anymore is the Stadia store. You can no longer purchase games on Stadia and they are refunding every person who ever purchased a game through Stadia. They're refunding all the games and they're refunding if you purchased hardware which means you should be getting a refund for your Stadia. or to- No, because I bought my Stadia controller and stuff through Best Buy. No, Daniel. I didn't buy it through, like, straight through Google. No. I know. I, I, was, know. I was given, uh, Google sent um, me a Google Stadia controller and a Chromecast Ultra for free. So I suppose I will not be getting a refund for something that I didn't pay for. I can't believe. I still can't believe. That you got that deal because you were a YouTube premium subscriber, which I was too, and you didn't tell me about it until the deal was gone. I told you about it. The deal was a very short window. Well, you didn't tell me immediately, and that's how <laughs> short the window was. Because basically, as soon as you told me, I looked and it was gone. I know. I'm so sorry. That was like a day later in Randy's defense. It really, he didn't wait that long. I really didn't wait that long. But. Oh, well. So, they're refunding all hardware purchased through the Google store, which you didn't do. Ah, man, you should have. Why'd you buy it through Best Buy? Because I was at Best Buy and I wanted it. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to try it and I didn't think... And they specifically said that purchases through things like Best Buy would not be refunded, right? And I didn't think there would ever be a time when they were going to give me my money back. So like, what was the point? Right, right, right. So, Daniel, why did this happen? Why is Stadia done? Well, I don't think anybody gave a crap about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think they did a very good job just... Putting it in um, the people's eyes in a way that maybe would have worked. That's kind of vague, but I don't think they marketed it very well. Uh, They also canceled all those games they were going to make that were going to be like Stadia exclusives. I mean, they didn't offer a bunch of great games on Stadia Pro like we already talked about. They just, they didn't have anything going for them. Yeah. I think that one, they needed, I think the main thing is they needed a game. They, they need, canceled all they the games. needed they needed that killer app. They needed the thing that's going to sell you on Stadia. They needed the game. They needed to pump whatever money they needed into the service mm-hmm. to make that game. You know, the quarry was going to be one of those games. It was. 
I don't think Lucori would have saved Stadia. No, I don't either. But it would have been cool. I mean, if you I guys think, don't know what we're talking about, they had some Stadia exclusive games that were being developed and they canceled them all. Well, yeah, because they realized that I think they the writing was on the wall at that point. Oh, yeah, definitely. And they realized, hey, this isn't going to. So maybe it was already too late, you know, at that point. I don't know. Yeah. So. But it made me sad because I don't know for I mean, I thought it was cool. I thought it would be really cool if it worked like perfectly, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I still think cloud gaming is cool. You know, I don't, it's not my preference because I can't collect them, but, no. uh, I still think it's cool. And I, and I still, part of me still thinks it's going to be a big part of the future. So I think it's going to be, I think we're just too early. Cause I think we're at a point where the lag mm-hmm. and this may be an insurmountable, yeah, you know, thing. maybe it may be something that you can't fix because you can't change the speed of light. So not with that attitude. <laughs> You know, there. I think there's always going to be some sort of lag if we're talking about controlling a system that is hundreds of miles away. Yeah. You know, it's just going to happen. You can't. There's going to be lag, and it may not be much, but there's going to be lag. There, there's things you can do. Like I think there's some smart things that people who are smarter than me have mm-hmm. some solutions for that. But yeah, like some like AI where it predicts what you're going to do and the based on. Ooh. That'd how your how your controls work like and it kind of reduces lag that way that would be cool i've heard some people talk about something like that yeah but I, I think i think that's still far off i think that do you think stadia is just ahead of its time you think like 10 years from now we're going to look back on stadia and be like it's just ahead of its time no because i mean like this is not yeah no i don't think so i think that is it ahead well you know what? Now that more, like, was it too ambitious? Maybe that's what I'm was saying. it too ambitious? May maybe I just don't think people want to play cloud gaming that much. I think that's the problem. I think that it's not that it was ahead of its time. I think that for right now in the current technology, it did pretty good. Mm, I do too. I think that the main problem with Stadia is that they were trying to force people to play games in a way that they don't want to play games. Yeah. No, they're trying to force you, but it was if you go through Stadia, it's the only option is cloud gaming. And I think the people who want to cloud game, like, is very small. I mean, I think mm-hmm. if you had a choice between console gaming or PC gaming versus cloud gaming, mm-hmm. well, I mean, why would you choose cloud gaming? Maybe you just don't have any of those other things, maybe. Yeah, that's I mean, the there's only... talk that Xbox is going to release their streaming stick, you know, at some point. Yeah, I mean, um, but they still have consoles. Right. I think if Stadia had released a console. Yeah. Where you could download the games and play them locally, we might be ta- we might be having a different conversation here. I wonder if they could have like maneuvered, you know, some some sort of Stadia specific Chromecast to be able to do that somehow. Yeah, but the thing is, they'd have to have so much storage on it. Yeah, you know. But still, I mean, yeah. I, I think maybe at that point, maybe they would have still been able to be relevant. But I don't know. I really don't know. That's just getting into the console game at that point, and really, uh, PlayStation and Xbox. And Nintendo have gotten the console market locked down. I just, yeah. I just don't think there's much room for a competitor right now. Yeah, that's a shame too because the controller I really liked. Yeah, the Stadia I controller the Stadia was good. Controller. It's it was very, really good. It's very comfortable. Yeah, looked cool. Had little accents of orange on it. At least mine did. Mine mm-hmm. was the white one. I don't know what yours was. But um, we asked over on YouTube, "Are you surprised that Google Stadia <laughs> is shutting down?" And I guess no one was surprised. Because 94% of people said, no, they're not surprised. And 6% of people said, yes, they are. So, you know, obviously, everyone expected Google Stadia to shut down eventually. Yeah, it just, 
nobody ever said anything good about it. It wasn't. It was. It was done. I mean, apparently, I mean, go back and look at the comments on the video where we were critical against Stadia. People do say good things about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe they do. There might know, be comments on the safety on this. of their keyboard. Maybe. I mean, like, and the thing is, I'm saying Stadia was a good service. Me too. Me too. It was a good service. It just wasn't. It. It wasn't ready. It, I don't know. If it wasn't ready. I just don't think people want a cloud game, man. Well, they didn't give us many games to cloud game. Right. If they had had a game that like made you do it, like yeah. it was like an undeniable like banger, we'd have done it. Yeah. We'd been there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we anyway. had some comments here. Yeah, Determined so. Torres says, honestly, most of us aren't surprised. We were just waiting for this moment to happen after all. Yeah, I'm with you. That's what the that's what the poll says. Heather Cook, longtime commenter, said surprised, no. Sad, yes. One of my best friends uses Stadia to play Elder Scrolls online every day. It's a big part of his social life. ESO isn't available on any other streaming service bar xCloud, and that's the Xbox version, which crucially has a different player base and a different save system. So unless ESO gets added to GFN or Luna or something, it's gonna have to stop playing he's gonna have to stop playing the game that has become so important to him or start over on Xbox without his characters he has spent thousands of hours on and without the friends he's made along the way, which is the worst part. I added that. Heather didn't say that. He hasn't heard about Stadia yet, but when he does, he's going to come to me for solutions. And when I tell him the only solution is to buy his own gaming PC that I know he can't afford, I know it's going to break him. That is actually really sad. That is a sad story. <laughs> uh, because, you know, if you've been playing these big, a big like multiplayer online game like Elder Scrolls Online, and you've made it like, Think about like all the games we've played, like Sea of Thieves yeah. and Fortnite. Like we've really gotten into those, mm -hmm. and we've created communities with people and made friends through these services. And if all of a sudden it was like taken away from us, yeah, that would suck. That would be awful. Yeah, that would really suck. And then all they did was send us a sixty dollars check in the mail. Yeah, <laughs> we'd be kind of mad. Yeah, I mean, you can't like, put a price on friendship, Randy. No, you really. Well, I mean, like that. This is something that like. This is probably pretty rare that someone uses Stadia yeah. as like their exclusive way to play something like this. Um, one thing I brought up in a comment to Heather is that um, Elder Scrolls Online actually isn't that intensive on a PC. So mm -hmm. if he has any sort of PC, maybe he could still play the game because it's not that. It is like yeah, you do have to have like at least some sort of like a okay graphics card and like an okay computer but it's not mm -hmm. like it's super super intensive so well, maybe there's maybe a chance can. still that would be good or maybe luna maybe it'll be added to luna maybe let's let's hope that i mean let's just hope it gets added to luna yeah that is a sad story so I'm that, sorry. that is sad to hear max here max I don't care. I'm not going to try to pronounce this last i name. was waiting on that <laughs> i'm not even going to try oh max here said didn't know that stadia existed I hear you, Max. Yeah, I mean, like, I, if you don't know, this, I think that was a problem. They really didn't yeah. advertise it much. Mm -mm. Now, initially, back when it first, like, leading up to it, I heard so much about it. Me too. And then it released, and it was like, they only thought about advertising it up until it released. And then after that, they just, I never saw a single ad. I never heard anybody talk about it after it released. Yep, and then to piggyback on that, Not Owl Games said, never heard of it. Which I don't know if he's being, he, I don't know this person actually, but I don't know if Not Owl is being genuine. <laughs> we know them through comments. Uh, yes, we know them we, through comments. We, no, we, I'm saying we've I have lots of comments. I you just, don't know them personally. Yes, I, I just assumed that Not Owl Games was a dude. That's what I've said. So <laughs> okay, I don't know that. So anyway, 
a, you know, a channel that has games in the name, like you may be being a little facetious. I don't know, but I feel you, you know, I, I feel where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, Stadia really didn't get the promotion that it should have. No, it really didn't get pushed and there was no big game. Now there was a Stadia exclusive game that apparently people did like. Okay. I don't remember the name of it. And there lies the issue. <laughs> it's like, come on. So, are you surprised that Stadia closed down? Let us know why not. <laughs> so, all right, man. Um, our last segment of the podcast today, the games of the week. Um, Sick. Yeah. So, what games have we been playing this week? <clears throat> Daniel? You want me to lead us off? Sure. What games have you been playing this week? My game of the my games of the week are going to be different than normal because I haven't played I haven't booted up my Switch uh, probably all week. I just, I've been busy with school. Sorry. Um, of course, I've been playing the Fortnites. You know, of course, and I did play a little bit of Last of Us Part One. I'm working on it, um, but I have been playing some mobile games, which is kind of weird for me. But I'm playing Shovel Knight Dig. As you know, I was playing that yesterday on a set break. I did see you play that. Uh, and I'm playing that on uh, on iOS because it's available on mobile, on Switch, and on Steam. Uh, and the cheapest way that I saw to play it was on mobile. So I bought one month of Apple Arcade because you have to have Apple Arcade to play it. Thanks, Apple. I wish I could have just bought it. Um, and I immediately canceled it. But that means I have access to it for basically all of October. It was $5, and I'm playing uh, um, Shovel Knight Dig, and it's been fun. Uh, I'm also playing another game on there called uh, Alto's Odyssey. You ever played Alto's Adventure? That's an older mobile game. No. It's like a snowboarding game. It's like a one-finger thing. It's very mind-numbing and fun. Um, and before I was playing Shovel Knight Dig, I was playing a game called Downwell, and one of slash the, I don't really know exactly, makers of Downwell, also worked on Shovel Knight Dig. They're pretty similar. Uh, and those are both great on mobile. So if you're looking mobile to play... Mobile games. Different games of the week. That yeah. is that is very strange. It is. But cool. Yeah. I used to love mobile games. I used to play oh, them I know. a lot. Used, yeah, you used to play mobile games all the time. All the time. And it makes part... If you can find a mobile game you like, like your phone's always with you, so like right. that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I don't play any. I play like puzzle games on my phone. That's about mm -hmm. it. It makes me sad that I'm not going to have Shovel Knight Dig forever. That's kind of dumb. I really wish I could have just. Well, you could it. always like wait and buy. Like, is it? It's not coming physically to Switch. I'm sure it's digital only. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be cool to have a physical version. But so my games of the week have been. Uh, so I finished. Let's think here. What games have I, I've been playing? Resident Evil Five. That's like the main one I've been playing this week. Resident Evil Five. And uh, that's kind of, you know, October's here. And uh, so I wanted I to have like a kind of a spooky game. Now, that being said, Resident Evil 5 isn't that spooky. It's mm -hmm. not really a scary, scary game. Um, it's nothing even close to something like Resident Evil 7 or Village. But it uh, it is fun-ish, but I understand, or I should say it is fun. I like Resident it's Evil fun -ish. games. It's fun-ish. I like Resident Evil games a lot. So I like this game, but I do understand that, like, I went into it knowing that 5 and 6, like, I haven't played 6 yet, mm -hmm. but I went into it knowing that 5 and 6 were kind of the worst Resident Evil games, according to most people. So, um, yeah, it's not as good as the other Resident Evil games that I've played. Like, I loved 4, I loved 2 and 3 Remake, and, seven, of course, 7 and 8. I've loved all those games so much. I even really liked um, Resident Evil... 
gosh, what is the one that was for 3DS? Revelations. Revelations, yes. I like that one a lot, too. So this one is definitely not as good as any of the other Resident Evil games that I've played. But High I, th praise. I think that it is still good. <laughs> I think that it's still good. And I just want to experience it because I love Resident Evil so much. And uh, although this one isn't up there, it's still very good. So I've been playing that. Catherine and I finished playing Stray. And uh, that was really fun. And we, you know... I should say, it was really fun, but it wasn't like blow your socks off amazing. But it mm -hmm. was good. Nice. And we started, after we finished Stray, we started playing uh, Little Big Planet 3. Which, nice. Which is a 2D platformer. Yeah, and you're a big fan of those uh, Little Big Planet spin -off. What was uh, Sackboy? You're a big fan of Sackboy. I loved Sackboy. Yeah. yeah. Which is coming to PC October 27th. He just has that in his mind. I know that because I just Cause made sick. <laughs> <laughs> I just made a PlayStation News Minute video, and that was one of the segments. Nice. So it's coming to PC. <laughs> All, right. All right. You were looking something up over yeah, here. Yeah. So I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, the two people who are currently in the Three for Dale Club here. Shout out to Tyler, who's actually a, a personal friend of ours, and Landon Stallings for giving us Three for Dale and watching till the end last week. Remember, guys, give us a Three for Dale if you watch the whole video. Yeah. So until next time, guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. And this has been Gaming Gig. Three for Dale.